What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And Katie. And today we're going to talk a little bit about some current events. We are in Memphis, and Memphis has dealt with some some big stuff, similarly to Texas. And we just kind of want to talk about the dangers of privatizing necessities like utilities and how capitalism, again, fails us when it comes to disaster relief. Go ahead, KT. Okay, so I want to give you guys a little bit of background. So last year in Memphis, uh, with our utilities, they actually raised the rates. Uh, The reason why they raised the rates was because they had a five-year plan which said that, hey, every single year we're going to improve infrastructure for you guys and to keep up with the times, to keep up with the water pipes, to keep up with those types of things. Um, Majority of Memphis has lead pipelines. They don't have pipelines that are copper where you're not... Uh, prone to lead poisoning. Uh, It's very, very old infrastructure that they literally have done nothing to fix. So fast forward to today, um, after they've raised our rates for a whole year, uh, and we have, uh, for the past week, we've been in a winter storm. So similar to Texas, except for us, due to our water pipes, we have no, we have no water. Uh, the water that we do have, it's contaminated, uh, whether it's with lead or whether it's with bacteria and things along those lines. So... We today got on a, uh, a live video with our utility company uh, that they were posting, you know, th- for the whole city to figure out how long this is going to last. Uh, and basically what they told us was, too bad, so sad, essentially. They're not giving us discounts on our electric bills. They are, uh, somebody asked them, you know, you guys have raised our rates for a year. How come this is still happening, even though you raised our rates for a year? And the guy over it was basically like, well, you know, it is a five-year plan. And it's just like, it's so, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. And, And I think this is like a bigger, a bigger thing that we can talk about because here in Memphis, we are uh, we are the ones affected, but if you go outside the city limits in the same county, in these richer uh, neighborhoods, these richer places uh, outside of the city, they actually have water. They have clean water that they can use, and it's because they have essentially been able to, they've privatized it and they've kept up with it as opposed to this gigantic company who doesn't care about their customers. Anyway, to make a long story short, I, it's just, it's frustrating for people. Thankfully, we do have water, but um, I'm having to boil it. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know, Gabby, what do you really think about, like, how Memphis is handling this situation? Yeah, you have to boil it, and then there's fear of we take a shower, getting rashes and stuff like that. And then they're trying to open up the schools uh, next week. So it's, it's just they're trying so, to open up the schools. They're trying to. They are. It's not trying. They are opening up the schools, and we don't even have clean water, and teachers don't have vaccines. So we're just a wreck. Um, who who's surprised when it when it comes to America in general? It's just like 
how more trifling like it's like it's a like a uh, a race or like a a little a goal like a Guinness Book of World Records. How more trifling can the government get uh, when it comes to its citizens? Because Memphis, why would in this in this time? Why would you charge us when we're literally dealing with a winter storm, having to boil water? Y'all told us to keep the water running so that the pipes wouldn't freeze. So everybody's water bill is going to be super high. Everybody's electricity bill is going to be super high. And it's like, do you have not an inch of decency? From what I heard, I don't know if this is true, MLGW has a $1 billion surplus. So they have enough money to forgive a, a month of debt, heaven forbid. But no, they're still going to make us do it because why? It's all about the moolah. And that's the problem they're having in Texas, and that's the problem we're having here. These privatized utility companies, why are corporations in charge of our utilities? I think... I think this is a, a larger conversation about um, the South, really, in general, because we're not, we're obviously, we're not used to snowstorms, right? But just because we're not used to snowstorms doesn't mean that we should not invest in the things that are going to help us in the long term. Uh, I think about it like uh, a car. Like, if you're not driving it and it's literally just sitting up, you still have to start it every so often. You still have to go and change the oil every so often if it's sitting up. Like, you can't, just because something is not uh, currently happening does not mean that it's not going to happen in the future. And especially with climate change, you know, like um, it's getting worse. And, and that that's probably the reason why we're having such a huge winter storm here. Uh, for the northern people, it's a normal function of every every single winter that they go through. But here in the south, like it's crazy. It's not just Texas, too. I want a lot of people to like just stop thinking that it's Texas because it's not just Texas. It's Texas. It's uh, Tennessee, it's Missouri, it's Arkansas, it's southern states, period, um, that are having issues like this because we're not, we're just not used to it. But then I, I saw something else that made sense when they're talking about Texas, and again, applies to Memphis, with this privatization, when it's a corporation and it's about capitalism, the, in, the motive and the goal is always about making a profit. It's never about doing anything that's going to cause you to lose any money. Um, so they said, like, with Texas, with these private uh, utility companies, they didn't see the need in investing in, you know, winterizing the turbines and doing things that you would need to prepare you for a winter storm. There was never a, a, a financial incentive to do that. But... I think if it was a public utility, the you government would in general would just do it because you just have people in office to just research stuff and they'll let you know about all that stuff. So that's definitely, I mean, it, it just plays into part. When money is the goal, it's never going to be about people's full humanity. And even when they were talking about they're ciphering off the energy, so only... So it's like a, what, what they call it, a rolling of the energy, like where a certain time right. one neighborhood would have and one neighborhood mm -hmm. would have, and that, like that. But they were saying certain parts of that same state, they, their lights never went out. 
There wasn't the, it was just like they were cycling between a couple predominantly black neighborhoods and just turning the word, there's on and off, on and off. And the corporations, the businesses, the restaurants, they stayed on. Why? Because in capitalism, it's not about the people, it's about the money. And, and, and again and again, we're getting shown this every single day. It's, it's, it's just sad. This is um, this is late stage capitalism. This is what they talk about when they talk about late stage capitalism. It's so you know. I think that uh, this is is kind of surrounding what we're talking about uh, in regards to like the winter storm. There's another piece to this, not just like utilities. A lot of people during this time forget about the houseless people. The people without homes, the people who are out here on the street when it's snowing. And um, recently we had uh, people who actually froze to death outside because our warming centers here in Memphis were not running 24-7 for people. The warming centers were being literally turned, turned off. People being kicked out. People being kicked out. Literally, you have someone who does not have a house. You have someone who's literally living on the street, and you kick them out of a warming center during a storm. But back to what you said, Gabby, literally, it's not efficient. It's not economically efficient for them Mm -hmm. to be able to afford um those lights and things like that they need to uh they need to defund the mayor they just need to defund the mayor my thing defund the government because like what we said like and i posted in our instagram story i was like this american government they're just leeches just parasites they take all of our money and then when we ask for a crumb, like in the course of like somebody who's lived like eighty years, the amount of taxes they pay throughout their lifetime, and compare that to a, a twelve hundred dollar and a six hundred dollar check. There's no comparison. I sh- that shouldn't be what I'm getting. You should just be giving me all them taxes back that I paid last year. Just give them back because we need them. But yes, in Memphis we have no free shelters. Every shelter costs. Now, what sense does that make? What sense does that make for a homeless person who does not have a house, more than more 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 than likely unemployed? So they're gonna ha- even if they weren't unemployed, just thinking about minimum wage, like they're not gonna be able to save anything because they're trying to go to the shelter every night. It, it's so unethical, so unethical. And that's the way we roll. We was watching Hotel Cecil, remember? And it was talking about Skid Row. And it's like, that's how these cities run. These extravagant cities. We think about Los Angeles, New York, Las Vegas, Memphis, Nashville, Atlanta. All these places have so many rich people, but the house, the, the houseless probably outnumber the, the, the millionaires there. Because that's just the way it is, the economic inequality. But thankfully, there have been some organizations in Memphis. Of course, there's a lot going around 
uh, a lot of mutual aid organizations being spread on Twitter about Texas. There are some in Memphis as well that are doing a lot for their houseless. I try to give money every every uh, two weeks to whoever is doing something with them because I know it's hard work for them as well, especially in this cold and this note. It's hard work, so we we got to do what we can. It's crazy that we don't get paid to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't get paid to help their fellow man. There are people that literally get paid, are supposed to be paid, to help you, and we have to do their job. Uh, what can I tell you? This is not the way it has to be, though. There is another way, and we have to continue to remind people that because this is the time of reckoning. People are being exposed to a side of America that they've never seen before mainly white people, but still, a lot of people are getting exposed to, you know, a lot of what we thought about America is untrue. America is not exceptional. America doesn't care about its citizens, yada, yada, yada. So I think this is a good time to, you know, just keep pushing that narrative, keep, keep, uh, you know, trying to push in a little bit of communism in there. So uh, that kind of reminds me of because you were talking about like the politicians who are not doing their jobs. These are the people who made promises to you. Not uh uh let let's just let's just do more recent times. Let's literally just look at Joe Biden. That's all we have to do. Just look at Joe Biden. We were guilt tripped into uh, voting for him. We were literally gaslighted to vote for him. We were literally treated like crap because we said we would not vote for him. And then we're, during that time, we were like, okay, well, Joe Biden's not going to do anything different. He's literally not going to do anything for y'all. And no one wanted to hear that. They just thought just as soon as Joe Biden came in, it was going to be wonderful because he got all these campaign promises. What has he done? What has he done? Nothing. What has he said he's not going to do? Okay, so let's talk about this. Joe Biden has not canceled student debt. Not up to 50K, not up to 10K. Joe Biden literally has done nothing about that. Uh, Joe Biden is still deporting immigrants. Joe Biden is still, I mean, it's it's exactly the same yeah, as Trump. It's exactly the same as Trump. We're opening up schools. There's no yeah. difference between him and Trump. Tell me why Joe Biden, because I was told, you know, we're we going to get petty with it. I was told by a, a very renowned a black feminist lady on Twitter, that Joe Biden would have a better approach when it came to uh, tackling this coronavirus. But turns out he wants us just to be thrown out there as well, teachers and everybody, and just, hey, capitalism must win. Uh, why is he not saying anything about these southern states and even the, the northern ones, California and, I mean, not California, uh, Chicago, California too, Chicago, uh, opening up these schools and forcing these teachers to go in there. I thought he was supposed to be for the science, but now it seems like the science has changed to, to support what he wants. Here's do. another thing that I just thought of when you said about like, okay, oh my God, Joe Biden literally, you guys, Joe Biden waited a week, mm-hmm. a whole week to enact FEMA for people in Texas. A whole week. People were down there without any type of electricity, without running water, without anything, starving because they couldn't get out because of all the the snow and rain and whatever. 
And Joe Biden waited a week. Do you know how many people probably died during that? Like, these are preventable deaths. Mm -hmm. You realize that? It's not just like, okay, like, it's just, they're preventable. Like COVID. COVID. All of this is preventable. And what are they doing? Capitalism says, okay, well, um, it's like integrated into capitalism that you've got to die. Like, there's got to be people who die or there's got to be people who are poor for capitalism to work. Mm -hmm. And, like... I don't know. I'm just I'm just angry and I'm frustrated because these people make these campaign promises, AOC, the squad, uh, all of these so-called progressives, and then they get in and they're like, well, 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 we can't do this and we can't do that. And uh, it's about strategy and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. You guys did not say any of that when nope. you got in. Nope. You were literally licking our asses, basically, for ah. us to vote you in. And then just as soon as you get in, you do the same thing. That's why that, that quote I saw on Twitter, I'm going to keep saying it forever and ever because it was genius. Thinking a politician is your friend or cares about you is like thinking a stripper really likes you. It's They have to make you think that they like that they like you so that you can vote for them and they can do whatever we know this but here's the thing about it i swear to god these liberals they gaslight us into saying you just think you're just giving up you should be you should vote you should vote your ancestors died so you could vote you gotta vote you have a right to vote whatever and it's like but we have seen and not only have i seen my mom has seen and my grandmama has seen and my great-grandmama has seen that all these politicians are the same. That's how they got that reputation for being slimy and fake because they are. And we have to accept that. But people, just like religion, if they go down the road of saying, wow, none of these politicians are for me, it, it shifts their whole worldview. And I don't think they're ready for that type of reality that that's not the truth but we we have to keep we don't even have to talk at this point we just have to be there when they're waiting for answers so uh did you have anything else you wanted to say no that's it yeah so what we are going to do is we're going to put some links in our description um of mutual aid organizations in tennessee and texas if you would like to help out also it's uh Danny Glover and Jane Fonda both tweeted out about the Bahelia pipeline that they're trying to build in Memphis, which will be going through all of these predominantly black areas. You see how we're already having the boil water. Now they're going to put an oil pipeline, which they think them things are always busting. We do not have the infrastructure for an oil spill. So, and even then... They don't have to put it there. There's quicker ways through the suburbs, but they... I, I, I don't know why they're not putting it there, you know. I mean, we all uh, know why. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, please, everybody, research by Helia Pipeline. We'll put a link in the description as well. And uh, see how you can help us fight against this blatant evir- environmental racism. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to this episode. Um, hit us up on our social media at Building Our PWR everywhere. Hit KT up at KT underscore does art. And hit me up at Gab beats music thank you again guys make sure you like and share with a friend